all the advice that you would give a new runner of what not to do in a marathon, I did. This one's radio episode 812 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Uh, that's right, the, uh, the the book, audiobook conglomerate, audiobook giant. Audible.com is a uh, affiliate sponsor of the show, affiliate partner, meaning that uh, if you want to check out Audible or if, if you haven't checked it out before and you do decide to check it out, get a free 30 days, I get a little kickback for that. It literally costs you nothing. In fact, you win in this scenario more than I do because you're getting... Uh, a free trial. You're getting a free audiobook. Uh, you're getting two free Audible originals, which are basically two additional free audiobooks. You're getting three audiobooks for the price of free. Uh, all you have to do is sign up, check it out. If you decide you don't like it, which I don't think is possible, but if, if that's a decision that you want to make, you can cancel it within 30 days. You will never be charged at all. Um, you do have to put in your, your credit card information, your Amazon information. Uh, they'll bill you if you don't uh, decline after 30 days. Um, but the, the declination, the, the declination, how do you say that? If you just, if you decide to decline, if you decide to opt out, if you decide that audible is not for you within those 30 days, it's like two clicks of the mouse and you're done and, and you know, no questions asked, no billing, no, no issues at all. You still get to keep the books that you got. So, you know, you come out ahead anyway. Um, but I, I love Audible. I, I finally dove into it. I don't know about a year and a half ago. I uh, have have upped my my uh, monthly book allotment. So instead of getting one book, I get two. I get a, at the next level of membership um, because I'm just I, I just can't can't get enough. I'm currently reading a book that uh, I'll check the title for you, but I believe it's called Healing Before You're Sick. Let me let me double check that. I got the phone right here next to me. Of course, it's not wanting to open up. Healing Before You're Cured. Sorry, Healing Before You're Cured. Uh, which is a book about kind of bridging the gap, combining uh, Eastern medicine and Western medicine and taking care of kind of the whole self, not just physical uh, issues, physical illnesses, things like that. Uh, really interesting, really intriguing, really something that uh, I've already talked a little bit about, but I'll probably continue to talk more about. Um, but uh, really enjoying that book. You can check it out or any of the other hundreds of thousands of books that are available um, on Audible for free. If you just go to disruns.com slash Audible, uh, get yourself signed up. If you already got an account, but you want a book for free, just, you know, whatever, create a new account. That's probably not what I'm supposed to tell you, but you know, whatever. If you haven't tried it yet though, definitely would encourage you to give Audible a shot. Um, and not for nothing, but when the next book comes out, which we're still a long way from that happening, but when the next book comes out, um, it's going to be, it's going to be an Audible book as well. So, you know, you know, Anyway, disruns.com slash Audible. If you want to check out Audible, get free 30 days and, and one free book plus two free Audible originals uh, for yours for keep, whether you decide to stick with it or not. But anyway, enough of this long rambling intro. Let's go ahead and dive in 
to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today I'm talking with another one of my team and training teammates that is in town for Marathon Weekend. Uh, today's guest has been running team and training events at Disney for a number of years, uh, and this year he's kind of making his comeback to uh, the happiest place on earth after stepping away from Disney races a few years ago, and I'm sure we'll get into some of the reasons why and, and kind of how that has all played out as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward today to uh, a few easy miles uh, with my my team and training partner, friend, uh, and teammate, uh, Mr. David D- Dushkin. Dushkin, Dushkin. Correct. All right. I, Long story. I almost I almost mispronounced that uh, <laughs> as we talked about beforehand. But anyway, uh, David, thanks for uh, taking the time. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the show. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the, the pleasure is mine. And guys, if you want to uh, kind of keep in touch with David and kind of check out some of the things he's got going on, uh, he's got a, a Facebook page that he posts uh, posts blogs on every so often. Uh, and the, the Facebook page there is Making the Most of the Second Half, and that's second, like the number two ND. Uh, you can search that up, and, and we'll have it linked up as well. Uh, and Instagram uh, ha- uh, handle there is at the letter D dot, the letter S dot, and then Dush, D-U-S-H, at D-S Dush uh, on Instagram. And once again, or, or as always, uh, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes. So if you're out on the go, can't write stuff down right now, or you're struggling to find the place on, on Facebook, just point your browser to disruns.com slash 812, and that'll pop you right over to the show notes, and we'll have everything linked up as we usually do, make it easy for you to find, and we'll have some photos and, and everything that will be there, uh, Cliff's notes, all the things, just like usual, disruns.com slash 812. Two. So, David, the way we always start off the show, and I know you've listened to the show at least once or twice, so you kind of once or twice, yeah, yeah have a, have a little <laughs> bit of an idea of what may be coming here. Um, but just have to ask, what is your favorite distance to race, and why? It's funny. I listen to the show all the time, and I totally space this question. <laughs> so, uh, my initial thought was the hundred miler, which I have not done yet, <laughs> but I am registered for one uh, coming up in August. Wow! So I'm kind of. Uh, obsessed with ultra running and following people and now making that leap to get there. Uh, but I will say officially my favorite race distance is the, uh, five miler just because I run that most often with my son. Gotcha. Well, so, that's uh, a little fam- familial connection. Yes. Definitely yeah. will add a little sparkle to any, any race distance for sure. Um, five miler that's that, uh, you know, I, I I'm not going to make any bold proclamations that that has never been the answer to the question sure. before. But I don't remember it ever being the answer to a question. But I could see that that would be a, a really good, really good distance. That would be a yeah, fun one. And I, I think a lot of the uh, my son is ten now, mm. and uh, our first race together. Well, his first race was a Disney Kids race. Okay. And uh, his he he ran a ten k with me, uh, turkey trot when he was six. Wow! And uh, got a runner on your hands. We do. I do. We're super close, and I think that a lot of our bond came from him and I just being out there mm-hmm. running together and they're not, they're not like anything difficult, but uh, a lot of people don't get that time one-on-one right. with their kid. Right. And, you know, w- we did a lot of five mile runs, three mile runs, two mile. Mm-hmm. And, uh, w- just being able to talk like that for so many years and, you know, it was before we got him an Xbox and now right. I kind of lost him to that. <laughs> yeah, now but, he's not, not so into it anymore. But uh, I think his maturity and our relationship came from that. And I would never, you know, I love, the, I love the half marathon. I think that's like uh, a distance anyone can do. You're not too sore right. when you're done. And that's a great distance. But if I had to pick my, if I can do any race, I would just do a five miler with my kid. <laughs> yeah. Hard to, hard to argue that. And it's certainly something that um, I've kind of thought of over the last few years as, as Addison's getting older, she's five now. Um, but and she likes running, but we're definitely not at the point of doing something mm-hmm. too long yet. Um, 
but you know, trying to trying to not push her in that direction. But boy, it would be it would be a, a dad's dream come true to just kind of be like, sure. hey, let's go for a run and, and really use that as a catalyst to form that relationship. That right. You and trust have. me, she sees you running. Mm-hmm. That eventually, you know. I think that she'll be like, if you say, hey, you want to go run to the end of the street with me, then that. Right. Just that little spark and bond. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm certainly looking forward to those to those days. And and like your son, her she's she's signed up for the princess weekend kids races. So, yeah, we're, awesome. we're excited for that. And, and she's excited to get her first medal and, and all those types of things. But um, so so. I can't, there's so many, I feel like we're, we're already, I'm already at that point where it's like, all right, we're going to have to do at least another, another one of these at some point, because there's so many things that uh, we talked about before we got started. And, and now you just dropped this hundred miler bomb on me. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that pass just quite yet. Um, you said that, that you've kind of gotten into to ultra running. Have, have you done ultras yet? Or are you just diving straight into the deep end of the hundred miler? Cause Based on some of the things we talked about beforehand, I wouldn't be surprised if you just are diving right into the hundred miler. I'm from- diving right into the yeah, hundred miler. I knew it. I knew it. And uh, I and I will say, and I'm sure we'll touch on the uh, uh, whole PTSD thing that kind of got me back mm-hmm. in the running. But really, what has helped me um, in my journey is the band of runners and a lot of the military guys who find their peace mm-hmm. in trail running. And I. Listen, it's, I'm a podcast junkie, so I, I love ultra running. I love the spirit of it. I think the community of ultra running is good. Uh, I have done or attempted one 50K mm-hmm. before, and uh, I made a wrong turn. And uh, we kind of – I missed a whole loop. Mm. And by the time I got back, we were at the finish line because it was kind of like a figure-eight course. Okay. And then you're at the figure – you know, the food is there. The right. beer was there. Right. It's like, all over. At that I made point. a mistake. <laughs> it was the greatest run in the world. I really loved it. Uh, I was in a park in in Philadelphia. Okay. So you had no idea you were in a major city. Really? And a uh, single, single track mm-hmm. and just the community. It, it's a lot of fun. And I think a part of me um, likes to jump off the deep end because mm-hmm. I really want I have a personality that I want to prove to other people that I can do things, but uh, I'm kind of transferring into, I want to do it for myself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, like I kind of hinted at, and we talked about it a little bit beforehand when we were getting, getting set up here. Um, I, I'm not surprised because you mentioned your first race was a marathon, was the it Disney was a marathon. marathon. Um, and that you were kind of getting into cycling at a, at a point as well. And you were like trying to organize like a hundred, like a hundred mile ride, uh, is one of your first, well, we were, we were trying to do smaller numbers for multiple people and abilities, but I, my first race was a a hundred mile bike race with team and training. Gotcha. Okay. So that's, but still again, you know, nothing, a hundred mile on the bike is, is a bit more palatable than a hundred miles on the, on the, on the trail. Let's not kid ourselves. And you wouldn't be surprised that the first triathlon I signed up for was an Ironman, Ironman, but I did not, for the record, I didn't even make it to the start line, but I had no problem with no triathlon Mm -hmm. experience or anything. Just signing up and just signed up for it. Oh man, goodness gracious. Um, so, well, let's, let's kind of dive into that a little bit. And, and especially the, the first, the first marathon, uh, which, you know, 
don't know if coincidentally, not coincidentally, whatever you want to call it, but 10 years ago, uh, mm-hmm. this, this marathon weekend was, was your first uh, Disney Marathon 2011, and, and uh, we actually shared the course unknowingly. We, we did. We, we, we were did. out there together that day. And I think 2010 was a year the first water stop was, was iced over. Was iced over. Uh-huh. It, was, it was colder in Orlando than it was in Anchorage. Yep, and I was out there for that yeah. one, and it was, it was chilly. I can, I can vouch for that. Um, but what got you started down the, the running, like, I'm going to sign up for this marathon and be crazy and go right for my first race, be a marathon. What, what got you started kind of going down that road of, route of running? Uh, my wife and, uh, when I took my son to go visit her parents okay. in Philadelphia and made the mistake of leaving me alone. So you were unsupervised. Uh, I and was you... unsupervised <laughs> for the weekend, which is usually how all of this <laughs> right. stuff happens. All great stories yes. start with my yeah. wife left for the weekend yeah. and I was ask, unsupervised. Ask for forgiveness, not per- permission. <laughs> but I got a postcard in the mail from team and training. And uh, I figured I'd go get some snacks. And uh, my friend uh, and coworker from the fire department had cancer and at the time was a big uh, avid cyclist and Livestrong was in its Mm -hmm. heyday at the time. So uh, we had done a a Livestrong event and I wanted to get more information about uh, fundraising for a charity to honor JP and do a cycling event. And I met... Uh, a gentleman named Mike from Team and Training Maryland, uh, who we kind of hit it off right away. And unexpectedly to me, 10 minutes after meeting him and shaking this guy's hand, he talked me into <laughs> running the Disney World Marathon. And I couldn't run a mile. I weighed 293 pounds. And uh, for some reason, the magic of Team and Training and this guy, Mike, who uh, became a very good friend of mine and mentor, the, the rest the is history. The rest is history. So maybe I'm, I'm mistaken, and certainly correct me if, if I'm missing the boat completely here. I, I have a feeling that if I was in that situation, that you know you get into the room and you're here for some snacks, and then they start talking and sharing the stories and the mission, and, and you, know, you get kind of, for lack of a better way of saying it, kind of hopped up on the emotion. You're mm-hmm. drinking the Kool-Aid, maybe, maybe literally or if not metaphorically a little bit. All right, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up. Um, was there a bit of a oh moment, you know, a day or two later where you're like, what, what did I do? Or were you like, was it just, hey, let's, I'm doing it and we're doing it from here on out? I'm sure there was. I don't remember it. Okay. If there was, I don't remember it. Uh, I remember um, having t- to, I couldn't run a mile. Mm-hmm. So I had to start from the beginning and I was in the military so I I know I can run right and uh, it was it's always been a punishment as always mm-hmm. running was a punishment in sports growing up and I I knew that he just convinced me that I could do it I just had to figure out a way to get to the training sessions and this was back when team and training had group runs right and all I had to do was show up and they would make it happen. You put it, right. in the effort, and we'll get you, you to get the finish line. And, we'll, and I'll yeah. be with you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is was not surprised when I called her up and said, "Hey, I just, <laughs> I just, dubs. I just, yeah, I just signed up for a marathon." It, of, of course, she did. Like it wasn't a surprise to her. It's totally my personality. Mm-hmm. And I remember I used to uh, walk at a park, nice two and a half mile loop. And there was an all-women's triathlon. It was their practice day. Mm -hmm. So it was all shapes and sizes. It was just a 
I remember tearing up watching all these women. You know everyone had a story. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know what their story, but maybe it was weight loss. Maybe they were fundraising. Someone passed away. There was some reason why they were out there and giving it their all. And at that moment, I really knew that I could do it. I couldn't run, but I could visualize getting across the finish line. Right. And I sludged through the marathon. And I think I, I was like uh, six hours and 50 minutes, something like that. Right. And, you know, all my pictures from the race, my feet are barely off the ground. <laughs> right. And I couldn't walk for three days afterwards. And, you know, you couldn't sit down on the toilet kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I never really, then I never really had a doubt that I can get it done. And this guy was just going to show me the way. Gotcha. And I think that's the beauty of team and training that really, or any charity group, that if you're willing to put in the time and the effort that you really can get it done. And that's what that, I think that's the magic of Disney too. Right. Well, and that's, and that's, you know, we, we touched on this a bit before we got started. I don't know how far we'll go into it, but with Disney, it, it, it's, it's a great atmosphere to bring in quote unquote non runners, Mm -hmm. people who are new to the sport, maybe thought I could never do a 5k or maybe we're in your position. I can't, I can't even run a mile. Yeah, but it's Disney, and 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 if there's a charity component as well, it's for a good cause. And what the hell, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, who knows? Then ten years later, we're talking, and it's it's the fourth time doing Dopey, and you know, all these other sure. races, and, and and you know, getting ready for a hundred miles, like all of these things that can come from oh, just sure. if that, the, that little bit of if the millions of people in this country could take a snapshot of everyone at a Disney five k, ten k, half marathon, marathon, you really. It really proves that it doesn't you you either have an excuse or you can get it done. You know right, what I mean? Like right. really anybody can can do this if they put the time in. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's that's that's it. I mean it's just showing up, chipping yeah. away. You, you don't have to be faster. We no. I was behind a couple today there at the ten K and they literally were just walking holding hands. And there was a family this morning, uh I think they said the girl was ten dressed up in her mm-hmm. let it go outfits the whole family was dressed up she did the 5k yesterday the 10k today she's not going out there to you know set prs or right. anything it's a it was a an amazing moment with her family that they shared and it was three generations oh, wow. doing the 5k and 10k anyway any family can do that. right right and and you know and then if, if you're a, if you're a Disney type of family, what better excuse than to, oh, yeah. to do it and enjoy a trip and mm-hmm. you know enjoy a vacation at Disney World as well? Yeah. So you, you get through the first marathon. Um, it's on. What? Well, before before we get to it being on, um, what was maybe? So maybe I guess before we get to you get through the first marathon during the first marathon, what were what was your impression? Was it was it a this is was it a, this is awesome was is it a this sucks was it somewhere in the middle what was what was kind of going through all your mind the above yeah. of course the hardest part about disney is the wake-ups mm-hmm. so you're like on an hour of sleep but what disney and i think there's a big difference between disney 2011 and disney 2020 right and i think back then team and training was different so i read the my best memory about team and training was the team or the chapter from puerto rico mm. when they came in to the inspiration dinner or they were in the hotel like you knew, you knew like there. there was chapter pride i remember uh north carolina is a big group 
that that I remember. Uh, Puerto Rico, of course, and and I think that once you got here, the everything involved in the weekend is what then I think was more over the top. Run Disney did, I think, a much better job at their hype videos, right? And uh, everything was a metal reveal, and they did course previews and whatever happened with Run Disney. They don't do that anymore, and there was a lot of every you know quarter mile there was some kind of entertainment or band or something and you're like this is the coolest freaking thing like it hurts but and i didn't know like as soon as i crossed the finish line i'm doing another race like Mm. this was the coolest thing ever but i don't know if that would happen if i didn't do a disney race right like there was so much hype it was so fun and uh team and training was so fun and the relation by the time i finished that first season with team and training i was committed you were in like and i today they're the most important people in my life they're the best relationships i have and friends as an adult Mm -hmm. like i still have my friends that i know from high school and stuff but as an adult i'm closer and i I was a firefighter for 20 years and i in uh, maryland i was with the department almost 14 years and I'm closer with my bond with my team and training people is closer than my bond with the guys at the firehouse. And I love my guys at the firehouse, right. but what I accomplished and went through in, you know, people f- battling or losing their battles with cancer, what we went through together and out here and on the course, my bond is much stronger with them. Yeah. Um, you kind of just touched on it, but I'd love to maybe dive just a touch deeper if, if you don't mind like what is it about the team and training experience that creates for you at least that such a, a depth of bond that you can say that, you know, these, these guys that I worked with at the firehouse literally risked my life with mm-hmm. right next to them. I mean, that's a pretty strong bond. Like, I don't want this to sound ridiculous, but it, it may, it wouldn't be the first time. Um, what makes the team and training bond so much stronger for you? I think it had to do with the time and the proximity mm-hmm. like the guys at the firehouse don't get me wrong are mean everything to me but some guys live in delaware some guys live right. in virginia some guys live in pennsylvania so past generations you worked where you lived mm-hmm. and now guys don't work where they live some reasons because they can't afford it or for whatever of reasons right so you didn't have as much social interactions like we go to work and that's right right. we're there 24 hours they're everything we eat we have fun we kind of make fun of each other typical firehouse stuff Mm -hmm. we go through you know the best of life and the worst of life but if i had a bad day at the firehouse i wasn't going out with those guys afterwards because they might be going back to pennsylvania i was going out with my team and training people or if i got off um shift i was going to my long run my group run with team and training people so that was my social network gotcha and then you just developed that bond and of course um we were so close and then uh people who were in the group would you know unfortunately got sick a couple passed away so you kind of went through losing a friend together grief which then right and it it was different in the fire department, you got to be tough, mm-hmm. right? We don't, now it's getting better. Mental health is more of a uh, priority. 
but you were more open and the the feelings that you share with people to become closer i was able to do with my team and training group versus the guys at the firehouse because you got to be tough for the guys at the firehouse right you know and we use uh i could never use the humor that i use to deal with stuff in the firehouse over loss that i could so i had to learn how to be more open which help me with that bond with them, but mm-hmm. I could only do it with them. Right. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that, David. And it absolutely makes sense that, you know, we all have those different relationships in our lives where there's kind of, it's not that you're not being your genuine self, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a slightly different angle of what right. these people see versus these people see. And, and yeah, it makes sense that, you know, at the firehouse and again, where, where lives are on the line, your life or, and, or the people that who, you know, are out on a call for lives are on the line. So it's, it's, you gotta be to some extent buttoned up and professional and business, right, right, business right. is business. And yeah, you get into a team and training environment or and any type of other social sure. environment and you can let your guard down a little bit more. Yeah. And with them, it was okay to be weak mm-hmm. with the fire department. It's not, not okay, okay to be weak. And eventually it broke me Right. that not being able to be weak or open or emotional it broke me. And then uh, I would say that uh, 2018 was the worst year of my life. Uh, 2019 has been a rebuilding year. Mm-hmm. And 2020 is uh, the making the most come. of the second half. Absolutely. And that's kind of where I got the, where the name that came for the from. page. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, <clears throat> kind of getting into the, the timeline a little bit and, and bringing us kind of up to uh, the, some of the PTSD stuff and some of the struggles that you had. Um, you're in team and training. You do the first marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, did you come, when, when did you come back for, for more? Was it like the next year? Like oh, the next year, Marathon Maniacs. Yeah. So uh, uh, 2011, I ran uh, Disney Marathon in March. And then that later that year, I ran Marine Corps Chicago and Disney. And following. The, that, well, it was the same year and then 2012 for Disney. Right. So. You know, I went from January to October as Marine Corps. Uh-huh. Uh, October is also Chicago, mm-hmm. so that was two marathons back to back. And then a couple months later, I did that qualified me for Marathon Maniacs because I did the three marathons in right. three months. Right? Did you do all those races with team and training, or were there there individual races, like quote unquote individual? Disney, I did with team and training, mm-hmm. and then Chicago and Marine Corps, I did on my own. Gotcha, gotcha. So in the, in this time, is you're obviously getting into it. This this kind of go big or go home, right? Personality. Tra- I'm not a big training person. That you so see a lot that. of this was just so it's just show up to to run the races. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like my longest run for this weekend was 12 miles. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the right <laughs> way, but it's it's our way. It's maybe not the most advisable way. Um. But so as as you're going through this, you're getting more into the the running scene. Certainly, team and training playing a mm-hmm. big a big role in that. Um, how did you kind of going back to what we were just talking about uh, a minute ago, how do you balance those two sides of the coin between the, the tough guy, David at the firehouse and the, the more vulnerable side. And and was that kind of how you kind of got to some of the, the PTSD issues and some of the health issues that you had mentioned before we got going, uh, that, were happening as you were kind of wrapping up your time at the fire, fire I don't, department. I don't think that I, I didn't deal with my, my PTSD issues were unknown to me, mm. right? Up until uh, I went through four really significant deaths in 2018. Okay. And so 
I had so much fun with team and training that it was easy to be, and I was kind of not, I, I was not really a people person, but it was easy for me to go hang out with them, go to our group run, and then you would have to sign in, mm. but I wouldn't sign in so that no one had to wait no, for me. Uh, and then I kind of do my own little thing. But it, I think those relationships were a, were in some way a precursor that I could open up now. Mm. And then, of course, the firehouse is a firehouse. Right. I, I worked. I was very fortunate that I worked the same station, the same unit. I'm, I'm a paramedic. Okay. So I worked the same paramedic unit for a little over 12 years before I started getting moved around. And I had some issues, but that was on me. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. see it at the time. So I had two really awesome families that I spent all my, well, three, because I had your, my your wife. actual and, family. Right, right. I had my wife and kids. So it was easy for me. There was Firehouse Dave, Team and Training Dave, and then Husband Father, mm-hmm. which is ultimately nothing comes before right. husband and father. And I've always been, I'm a dad who got to be a fireman. I'm a, you know, a dad or a husband who got to be a runner. Nothing mm-hmm. comes before my right. family. And ultimately that my making my wife and son a priority is why I left the fire department. Okay. Okay. Um, connected dots with the timeline here. But if, if, I, if I think I was paying attention closely enough, mm-hmm. um, kind of right before things really got bad and you left the fire department was kind of, or maybe not quite right before, but in that lead up, you ran three dopies in a row. Yep. Well, goofy and then three dopies. A goofy challenge one year and then three years of, of the dopey challenge, which right. again, for those that don't speak Disney, goofy challenge is half marathon, marathon on back-to-back days. And then uh-huh. the dopey challenge is 5K, 10K, half marathon, half and then full on four days in a row. Um, and, and you said before we started, and I kind of hinted at it in the intro a little bit, you were planning on being done with, with Disney races at that point after the third No, dopey? it was more, yeah, after the third dopey, I was done. Because it's, Disney is great, but there's so many races right. out there to do. And then I did the 100-mile bike ride with Team and Training, Seagull Century, which mm-hmm. is on the eastern shore of Maryland. Which was awesome, but uh, 280 pounds is not an easy way to be a cyclist. And then I really had these. I've been obsessed with Iron Man since the Iron Wars. Mark Allen, Dave Scott, right. Wild World of Sports, right. greatest. You know when show of athleticism. You're like nine, ten years yeah. old, and you see these guys just going back and forth in Hawaii. It was amazing, and I've been obsessed with it ever since. So uh, I've actually registered for three Iron Men and have. <laughs> Yet to show up to the starting line for okay. it. But I really, in my mind, was going to leave Disney. I made, I did some incredible things here. And uh, I, I've raised over 30 grand for team wow. and training. And um, I really wanted to move on. I, in my mind, I was going to become this great triathlete. Never mm-hmm. happened. I've done one sprint try with my kid last year and he smoked him. <laughs> he actually came back like after he drank water and got his ice and everything. He was all to, cooled down like, come yeah, on dad, let's go. Yeah, so he <laughs> ran, well he walked fast, whatever. Uh-huh. But uh, so I think that was the gap of a couple years that I didn't run and then uh, and in the fire department you're just suppressing all these right. crazy events that, that happened. My first three calls uh, in my first department were 
a uh, 23-month-old drowning, a fatal oh, car gosh. accident, and a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Oh. So it's a rough start. I, I never, I never dealt with it from day one because mm-hmm. you're like, uh, they were talking about uh, uh, I th- Carson Wentz mm. well, during his injury. He went to the medical staff to say, "Hey, I'm having some issues." So right. they're talking about how um, how strong he was that he was able to go and say, "Hey." Right. Something's wrong. Right. Well, and older school football players would, would never, never do that. Yeah. You know, you were, you know, it would. I don't know if it would be cowardly is the right word, but you would never go. It's just the bravado of like right. you're not taking it's yourself the macho. out. So, shake it off. Or right. Whatever. So I never, from day one of my fire career, I never dealt with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I could tell you stories of I'm things sure. that I should have dealt with that I never dealt with. That you just keep suppressing, and I think my little lull of, I'm going to be the you know this Iron Man superstar because you would see people with these great stories, you know, at the end of the year, and they do Kona, and uh, you know their first event was an Iron Man race, and for me, I thought I could do it, but all I did really was keep gaining weight, mm-hmm. stopped running, and was probably spinning out of control and had no idea that it was happening. But my relationship with my wife and kid were great and we're having fun. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Dave's just gaining more weight. He's always been a big kid, whatever. And then eventually that spun out, uh, um, 308 pounds, have a blood pressure of 160 Mm -hmm. over 100. And, uh, you know, I'm in the ER seven times with chest pain and I, you're just like, Taking time bomb. What happened to me? Like yeah. I have a ten-year-old. I I can't live like this. Right. So, and then I, full circle, I'm back to running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were Were you still involved with team and training during that time though? As Always. Well? Always. Yeah, I I didn't fundraise for like a group a, a years, but um. I've always been really close because mm-hmm. it's, you know, especially with Facebook, yeah, you're yeah. always, right. you know, mentor. And I was a mentor for team and training. So you always have some part mm-hmm. and then you miss it. And of course, you know, like anyone that's older, you like the way it was before because right. you know, yeah, right. now team and training's changed. Disney Marathon has changed. Mm-hmm. I've changed. But uh, it's it's always been there. And now it's. Like, this is really cool being yeah. back and the magical. Like, I'm having fun. I have a huge group of uh, friends from the old, in quotes, oh, team and training right. who are here right. um, to honor my friend Mike. And I, I fundraise for him, uh, who he passed away. Uh, and his daughters are, are running with us awesome. this weekend. Awesome. And some of the people that were in my original group came down and. You know, like for me, Disney has its magic back. Like the original reason why I picked Disney to run is back. And then gotcha. they were, they played some uh, Katy Perry song okay. this morning. And uh, it was a song that they played at that first oh, event. And right. I remember when you go, you were going, I think it's uh, Magic Kingdom, and you run underneath the bridge and the guy's got the big uh-huh. Mickey hands. Right. And they were, so the hype guy was playing it at, 3.30 in the morning, and you're cold. And <laughs> right. So anytime I hear that song on the radio, I think it's fireworks. Uh, Probably, yep. But it instantly takes, takes back. me back to yeah. that happy place, like music or any like food or anything mm-hmm. can do. So mm-hmm. hearing that song today really like brought the Got it. Disney magic yeah. back. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, what what was it? Was it and, uh, Maybe it was... Mike's passing as well, but uh, we can dive into it a little more. What was it that got you to say, "Hey, you know what? I, I, 
um, you know, I did my, my three dopies and I thought I was kind of done with running the mm-hmm. run Disney stuff, but, but why come back and, and do it again this year? Cause you know, like you said, you could still be a part of team and training. There's still dozens of other team yeah. and training events that well, you could have done and, and raised funds for, but why coming come back? back to Disney was a hundred percent to honor Mike, okay. uh, as a friend and his memory and fundraise. And, uh, I lost, uh, I've lost several friends and family, uh, to cancer. Mm. So as a fireman, a paramedic, when the tones drop and I go on a call, I can fix something, mm-hmm. right? I, my first save as a paramedic was my grandma. Oh, wow. I can't fix someone who has cancer or disease. Mm-hmm. So there's a hopeless feeling and that I didn't become a fireman because I didn't want to help people, right? right? So right. for me to be able, this is my way of trying to help somebody if I uh, and I raised five grand to come down here and it's not in the big picture five thousand dollars is right it's not a lot but if that helps pay someone's copay and makes their life on their family a little bit easier then it's allowing me to to honor those that we've lost Mm -hmm. to honor those who are fighting who survived and I can get on an ambulance, but I I can't go to the cancer ward or right. make it go away. So right. when he passed, I, I really, there is no doubt that I was coming back specifically for Disney. And uh, I've already called the national office for New York. I, you, you just, everyone should do something. It doesn't have to be for specifically for a team and training. Right. It, it could be any charity for whatever, water and you know, communities or electricity. Mm -hmm. I just think that you got to give back. And this was a no brainer that I'm coming back and doing Disney. Do you think that, and it's obviously impossible to predict the future. So just, I, I, it's funny. I've, I've said that more often in the last couple of days with, with the most recent conversation I've had where it's like, Oh, I hate to ask future questions, Mm -hmm. but here's a future question. Do you think that this will be the last Disney race? This for sure is my last. My last Careful with Disney. that for sure. That, that, well, that can come I, back to bite you. <laughs> I, I will admit that be 2021 is the 50th anniversary at Disney World. Uh, so there's already talk of amongst other runners who uh, are super jealous or feel right. like they're missing out because right. they're not here this weekend. Uh, it's really expensive to come to Disney. Yes. So uh, I would like to run a Disney race with my son. And eventually, maybe we'll come back here for vacation. Maybe Star Wars, right? Right. But uh, nothing imminent, though. No, nah, there's no plans. Yeah. Like I've I've done Disney. Right. It's my fourth dopey. If right. I'm successful or not, whatever happens, Sunday's gonna be super hot, super mm-hmm. humid. Mm-hmm. It's 23 degrees when I left Maryland. Yeah, a little, little different. It's difficult. Right. Whatever happens right. that day happens that day. I I made my, uh, I raised the money. I honored my friend. I rebuild myself. My relationships with my friends and family is turned around. Mm-hmm. I won the weekend before I ever got on the plane. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It's it's a pretty good, pretty good end point yeah. for now. And there's to, you know to be determined maybe, but sure. But, it's but there's good. so many races out right. there, and I have right. Grayson's Highland coming up in May, mm-hmm. which is a uh, 50k with some kind of crazy. To me, it's crazy to a real ultra runner. Four thousand feet of elevation gains, not a lot, but. That's enough. It's it'll, like it'll Everest to me. Like yep. I, I really, yep. I can't, I can fake 
a seven hour marathon mm-hmm. i don't i can't fake grayson's highlands with that kind of elevation gotcha. so like I, and i have there's lots of things i want to accomplish and i i've done seven years at disney is i'm good i made right. peace with it right um going back to something i, I felt like i was teed up and i kind of had to ask uh-huh. that question there but going back to what you said before about kind of feeling like everybody can and maybe even should give back and, and do a race for, for charity. Um, as I've said a few times and, and people have heard me say this before, um, I had held out on doing a charity race for a while because of the fundraising mm-hmm. component. I mean, I, I, there's so many great organizations, so many great causes to get behind and support. Um, and I, I kind of, there was some selfish reasons to do this, this race this year. Um, but also like, I kind of just kind of like, you know, had to stop being a wimp about it and just sure. bite the bullet and do it. But for for those that are kind of where I was a year ago uh, that are listening to this and going, you know, yeah, it would like maybe, but you know, fundraising. Um, I mean, obviously, this isn't your first rodeo. You're, you're a, a pro at this fundraising thing or at least at, at something that, that you've done enough times sure. that you know your way around a little bit. Um you know, how, how did, how do you kind of go about when you set a goal to, to do a race and, and to, to raise the funds for it? How do you make sure that it, it, you're successful on that front of things? Well, I think the first time you do it is much easier. Okay. Right. So the first, especially with social media now, mm-hmm. the first race that you say, Hey, I'm going to do this or anything. It doesn't have to be a race. If you want to fundraise right. for a charity, people really want to give and people give a lot of money. I, and you can only, I could. I have no doubt that my people now are tired of giving me money after <laughs> 11 years. So you have to be creative. There's a ton of things that you can do, and as we talked as about, I say, I talk tomorrow, about how you're being creative. Yeah, I have to. I'm running as Snow White tomorrow, so uh, I've never worn a dress or run in a dress. <laughs> but that I kind of hit a plateau with my fundraising. And uh, one of the guys from the firehouse said, "Hey, you should run in a dress." And I'm like, you know, it's not a bad idea. So I thought maybe I'd raise. Someone will give me 25 bucks to see right. my 250 pound <laughs> body run in a snow white dress. And I ended up through the you know generosity of friends and family. I uh, I raised 1500 dollars in like 24 hours. Wow. I did a Super Bowl pool. There's tons of stuff that you can do. And uh, there's a um, a woman with team and training now who doesn't have a big uh, extended friend and family list, mm-hmm. but just through effort was able to raise $5,000. Yeah. And it, it's not easy, but it's doable. And do you have to raise $5,000? My, my father passed away from lung cancer. And um, a friend of mine from the fire department, his son has severe asthma. So the American Lung Association does the big climb. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was, uh, I forget how many floors it was, but you climb, right. we climbed it in fire gear, but mm-hmm. you know, there's all, you wear shorts and a t-shirt. And I think the fundraising was $150 for, to you get know, into the race. to get in your right. race at 20 minutes of your time. Right. So you, if you put the effort in and you can do anything, mm-hmm. church, charities, Whatever. I, I just think that it's such an incredible feeling to be, am I a part, can I say that I'm a part of the cure, if there's ever a cure for cancer? 
I don't know if I can say that. But in some way, I have to think that what I fundraise is impacting someone's family right. in a positive way. Right. And if there's, I don't know how many runners there are for team and training. I'm not sure either. Yeah. Whatever. And I, we keep saying team and training. I'm not, we're not, I'm not trying to sell them. Right. Fox is out here, Team Fox for Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. But if there's 200 people, then that's a big impact. Right. And then there's all these, and we have the ability to make that impact. Mm -hmm. Like if there's a natural disaster somewhere, the what the world can do and fundraise together is unbelievable. Right. It's beautiful to see. Right. And I just think that if you can take a little bit of that in your life every day, the world's going to be a better place. Yeah. I can't, can't argue with that at, at all. Um, and I think that's maybe not quite the, uh, not quite ready to wrap up, but maybe kind of shifting from uh, some of the stuff we've been talking about a little bit and, and uh, maybe kind of, I don't know if, if pep it up is quite the right sure. way of saying yeah, it. Yeah, we kind of went, we've been having been our a little up and downs. Yeah. up and down, which is, which is fine. Um, but uh, one thing that you said before we got started, uh, and it's been, it's been rattling around in my brain ever since then, and, I, and I, there's got to be a story here. Um, you said that you had, you know, and we talked about it already briefly, that you'd done, you did three dopies in a row. Uh-huh. Um, and you said it before we got started that one of them was a dumb dopey, one of them was a good dopey, and then one of them was supposed to be like this is the the end of it, right. which obviously hasn't proved to be true. But you know it is what it is. What is a dumb dopey? Like what was what was your definition of right, doing so a dumb you're, dopey? You're a running coach, right? So all the advice that you would give a new runner of what not to do in a marathon, <laughs> you did all of those. Things? I did. <laughs> so I didn't train, and I really have a history of not training for races. But so I wasn't trained for the race. I uh, bought a new pair of shoes the day before I came. I uh, bought a shoe that was a size too small versus a size too big, and I wear a neutral shoe. Mm. And I bought stability, stability. shoes mm -hmm. just because I needed to get something because I was getting on the plane the next day. So uh, I made it to the party bus about mile nine. In such severe foot pain <laughs> that uh, that was my dumb dopey. That was that. I think that counts. I yeah. think that counts. So, and, and especially since at that point, it's not like you were brand new to this thing. You should you should have known. Absolutely, better, like <laughs> it, it, it was the like quintessential, you know, rookie mistakes. Right, and just, and, uh, just make all of them instead yeah, of making one. I'm going to do all, them them. all of, right. <laughs> so, and how I got through the first. Three First races yeah. is beyond me. Well, but then it's that cumulative wear and tear right. that, that just gets you. And yeah, whew, yeah, that's 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 a rough one. And kudos yeah. to you for coming back after that. And, yeah, so and, that was a dumb know, dopey. Was and that the, the, was that the first one too? Did you say that? No, the uh, yeah, that was the, the first, first one. Dopey. The okay. second one was successful, mm -hmm. and then the third one, the third dopey was going to be. The, I just decided this was my last one, mm -hmm. and I really, uh, I voluntarily did not start. I was fine. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to spend the day on the course and just kind of honor and absorb everything right. with the marathon. And uh, it was, I spent seven hours on the course, wow. hopping around, cheering people on, giving high fives. It really was awesome. Pretty cool day. Yeah. yeah. And tomorrow, you know, will be cool. And Sunday will, I'd like to go out here at least 500. Yeah. 
with for my uh, dopey career, but we'll, so. we'll see. Make it happen. Make it happen. So as we're, uh, I had to get that story in because I knew there had to be something there. You call yeah. it a dumb dopey. Let's let's hear what it is. But as we're as we're wrapping up, let's let's do the old the, the old closing philosophical question. Something that uh, you know, just kind of like the introductory question, very open ended. Kind of take it take it mm-hmm. whichever way you want to want to go. Um, but uh, would just be curious with with where you are now in the in the ten plus years, eleven years, whatever the exact number is that you've been kind of running and, and racing and, and associated with team and training. Um, how has that experience um, changed you? Hopefully for the better. But how has running, maybe kind of specifically running, we can and certainly team and training is lumped in with that. But how has how has being a part of team and training and running and 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 all of that made you hopefully a, a better Dave than you were a decade ago? That's a good question. I think running in general has, it's given me, I've run races with my family. I've run races with my son and, uh, he, he and I are doing a, uh, two five milers coming up in the next couple months. And today I ran running is, is, I've never been able to run with other people before, like group runs. Mm-hmm. So really my goal for this year is to become a more social runner. I have a great local running club, team and training people, but they don't really do the group runs right. anymore. But it, I ran the 5K and 10K yesterday with my two friends, uh, mother and daughter, Chris and Pam, who knew Mike. But I've never been able to have that experience and now like running is is kind of teaching me how to be more social and more open if you say and it's given me my life back like you know i i lost weight through through running i built i've made lifelong friends through running and uh it, it there's a sense of purpose through the fundraising uh that i've able to accomplish in through running that I haven't been able to do outside of that. Gotcha. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's, that was a little bit of a deep question, but thank yeah. you for, for going there. And, and I uh, certainly appreciate all the places we went today. Um, and guys, uh, as, as we're wrapping up, if you want to kind of connect more with Dave and, and find out, kind of keep track on, on how he's doing and how he's making the most of the second half. Um, that's a professional podcaster tie yeah, right there. In case that was you were awesome. Yeah. Uh, Facebook making the most of the second half is, is the page you can follow along as he blogs and, and kind of shares some more of his journey there uh, on Instagram at D dot S dot Dush, D-U-S-H, and uh, disruns.com slash 812 is a link to take you back to the show notes today. We'll have everything linked up there. Some photos from this weekend, maybe some photos from some other stuff as well. We'll see what happens, but uh, disruns.com slash 812 is the link for today. So, David, uh, thank you for, for taking the time today. Thank you for... Uh, what you're doing for team and training, what you're doing to be an example to others, uh, mm-hmm. both within team and training and, and without what you're doing for your son, all of the things that, that you've got going on. Uh, but certainly uh, have you, wish you great success the rest of this weekend. I appreciate it. Thank and, you. Uh, and good luck to you. Thank this you. This was a blast being here. Thank you. And, and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. My awesome. Friend. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between David and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that we talked about that really kind of resonated, really kind of uh, stuck out to you from today's conversation? Um, for me, it, it wasn't as much of a one-time thing, but it was it was kind of this this penchant that that Dave has to kind of go to the extreme, whether it's you know. Signing up to run his his first hundred miler. Signing up to to do, um, 
dopey multiple times or signing up to do uh, an Ironman or whatever it is, you know, the, the long runs, the long rides, the, the ultras, uh, just kind of going big or, or going home for lack of a better way of saying it. And the, the reason that that stands out, um, and maybe, maybe the thing that really stands out from this the most is the, the triathlon experience is that it's not like he, he does this and then everything is, you know, happily ever after. Right. Um, he said he's, he's signed up for three Ironmans and, and still hasn't, uh, made it to the start line yet. Um, yet I get the, the impression that, that that's, he doesn't, you know, it, it is what it is. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, it just kind of is what it is. And, and what that says to me or what, that, what, what I take away from that is that, you know, sometimes just be willing to, to take a shot, be willing to put yourself out there, be willing to, to try something, or at least to put yourself into position to try something. And then if it doesn't go to plan, it sucks, but okay. You know, it's, it's not like it's this crushing failure that defines you forever. Like move on, move on, maybe try it again, hopefully learn something. Um, and, and you know, next time, next time, that's, that's the beauty of, of certainly of running, you know, you look at trying to, to get a PR or run your first X distance or, you know, whatever, whatever those big goals are that you kind of put yourself out there for, you're not sure you can do it. Put yourself out there and see what happens. If you don't make it, you know, yeah, I guess technically it's a failure, but it doesn't make you a failure. You know, it doesn't make me a failure when I go for a goal and I come up short. It just means that it, it wasn't my day. And the beauty, again, the beauty of our sport is that we can have another day. There's other races. There's other opportunities to push ourselves. There's other opportunities to go for it again. And hopefully, you know, what doesn't kill you the first time makes hopefully makes you stronger and gives you a better chance to... to succeed the next time. And if you don't get it then, hopefully the next time and hopefully the next time. And as long as you don't give up, you always got a chance. You always got a chance. And so maybe that's reading between the lines a little bit. I'll accept that, 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 that could be the case, but you know, just hearing, hearing some of the things that Dave's, you know, kind of gone through and he keeps putting himself out there and he keeps trying and aiming for big things and, and sometimes successful, sometimes, you know, maybe not by, uh, the standard definition of getting to the finish line in one piece but that doesn't mean it was a failure. It doesn't mean he was a failure. It just is. It just is. So uh, somewhere in there is my takeaway of, of not being afraid to try big things because you're afraid of what might happen if you don't get there. Just try big things. Try, try scary things. Put yourself out there. This is definitely me talking to myself as well. I need to be more willing to try scary things. Try big things. Put myself out there and see what happens. And if you come up short, I'm not a failure. It just wasn't, wasn't the right time. It didn't work out this time. This one instance, it was maybe maybe a failure, but overall, hey, learning experience, move on. So that was my takeaway. Again, maybe a little bit uh, grasping at some straws there, but but that was kind of where my mind went, both in the moment and in listening back to it again. So I'm going to go with it. I'm going to own it. That's my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? As always, love to hear those things. So let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. Of course, you can uh, shoot me an email as well, Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can always head over to the show notes. Today, that'll point you to Dizruns.com slash 812. We got links. We got photos. We got all the things there. Check them out. And uh, while you're there, you can leave a, a comment, leave your takeaways, leave what you thought about this episode in the comment box down below uh, at the bottom of that page. And that way, it'll live on and all for all to see for uh, all, all of perpetuity, right? Uh, because once it's on the internet, it's always on the internet, as, as they say. So uh, check it out, disruns.com slash 812. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't checked out Audible yet, 
obviously you at least tolerate listening to people talk. So maybe an audio book might be something you would enjoy. might be something you would learn from. might be something that uh, could, could kind of improve your life a little bit on that front by listening to more books, learning a few things, maybe being entertained along the way as well. Uh, you can check it all out for free at disruns.com slash audible. It also supports the show a little bit, um, but more importantly, it supports you. It supports you learning more, reading more, becoming more cultured, becoming more learned, all of those things. Disruns.com slash audible. Check it out. Free 30 days, free ultimately, or, you know, ultimately we get, you get free, three free books out of trying it as well. So, you know, can't go wrong there. Uh, disruns.com slash audible. And for those of you that have been on, on the audible train for a while, if you have book suggestions, let me know. Uh, always looking for new books to read or listen to whatever I call it reading, but uh, always looking for new books to listen to. Uh, I think I'm currently, as I'm recording this out of credits, but by the time you listen to this, I might have some more credits in my pocket. So uh, let me know what, what, uh, what you like to listen to. Maybe I'll throw one of those into my cart as well. But, uh, anyway, until, until then, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, once again, guys, thank you for listening. Thanks for your time and attention. Thanks for taking taking me with you today, wherever it was, whether we we're out for a run, out running errands, doing work around the house, whatever it is, commuting. I know I know we get some commuters that listen to the show. Uh, whatever it is that we're doing, thank you for uh, letting me uh, be be part of the of the process, be part of the experience. Certainly appreciate it. If you enjoyed this one, please don't be afraid to tell a friend. And until next time, please uh, take care, be well, happy running, and uh, we'll talk soon. Right? See you guys.